When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And then two fights with Anthony Joshua. I don't even think we'll get one fight with Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Someone puts it on him. Like, Garnu might put it on him. If, you, if he puts in a good performance against Garnu and comes through a little bit of adversity, I'd yeah. say, you know what, he AJ's back. But obviously now there's a lot of noise and a lot of juice that's the wrong expression, isn't it, really, in terms of kind of being a lot of attention. Uh, <laughs> He's not ready for that level. Boxing's about level. If you look back on them videos, some oh, of them... Hang on, you never told me... They were like a budgie, wasn't it? You told me it looked all right. All right, Spencer. <laughs> you had jug ears over there, give me this thing. <laughs> Welcome to episode 60 of Talk Boxing with Simon Jordan, Spencer Oliver, and this week, Carl the Cobra Frotch. I do. Mr. Frotch, nice to see you. Always a pleasure. Listen, last week, some social media activity involving you that forced me to leap to your defence, but you got involved <laughs> with yourself. John Fury. I called him Uncle Fester, which everyone told me off about, because they shouldn't call him that. Yeah, a bit comedy. But I thought it was funny. Yeah, but go on, what's so going on there? You're well, going to get involved in that rubbish, are you? I, listen, I don't want to drag on about this too long. Everyone knows the story, but I had a few critical comments yeah. to, to say about Tyson Fury and his CV. About and where, his record, yeah. Not just yeah. about his record, but where he is with his career at the minute. Yeah. And then I get asked certain questions by different parts of the media. Well, what do you think about this? And is he as good as him? And mm. start comparing them. So, well, if you look at his CV and look at, who he's, look at his best wins, you sort of go down there and you think, well, Deontay Wilder, quite an old... Klitschko, uh, mm. and then Steve Cunningham, who was a cruiserweight, was a cruiserweight. He knocked him down, didn't and he? he did a job. I mean, he struggled with Cunningham. He was, he was on the floor, wasn't it? Mm. I'm not denying that he's a great fighter, and he's potentially one of the best of the modern era, especially if he beats Alexander um, Usyk. Mm. But John Fury doesn't like any kind of criticism, even if it's constructive, mm. and even if it's coming from someone of a position who's actually entitled to an opinion. Four-time world champ, Hall mm. of Famer. You know, mm. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Can't but um, before, yeah, yeah. He just like. He gets upset and starts getting silly and starts saying, listen, I'll fight you. Calling, starts calling me out. So just so, it's, so we're clear, I didn't call John Fury out. And no, I've got no intentions no, no. of fighting John Fury. But like he said, if it makes business sense, so if something stupid could happen, so for him, he wants to get paid. For me, I'd like to just set the record straight. Yeah. But I've said, look, go in there with Mickey Fio or who's the other guy, Joe Eager. Or Joe Eager yeah. Yeah. We'll have a look at you, see if you can stand up for yeah. three minutes. You see it on my channel, Frotch on Fighting, yeah. the best channel in the business. Yeah, well done, Colin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just, I just passed, passed it back to him. Yeah. That's it. And he's now, he's gone quiet. Mm. But what John Fury needs to now do, in my, in my humble opinion, is take on one of these guys that's his same age and same weight, and let's have a look at what he does. Yeah. And if anything can happen with me and John, it'll be for a bit of fun. I've got plenty of respect for him. Yeah. I love the family. Tyson Fury's great. Tommy Fury's doing what he's doing. And I've got nothing but respect and admiration for them. John Fury does get a bit carried away. 
Mm. And sometimes he needs to put it back in his box, which is what I did. Mm. Just, but is there no disrespect intended? And I wouldn't want to fight him. I wouldn't want to punch John Fury in the face. He's nearly a 60-year-old bloke, mm. and I'm a trained athlete. Mm. There's levels to the game. And even though I've been retired 10 years, when you've been of a certain level, you can't expect somebody like John Fury, and the condition he's in, and what you want of his condition, you can have a look at him. Mm. And it's just like, I, I just couldn't punch him in the face. I wouldn't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I spoke <clears> to Mickey Theo about three or four months ago because he phoned me up and said he wanted to talk about something and it was to get something involved with talk sport and I didn't know what it was and I didn't call him back because I got caught up with something and I think it was, what it was. this oh. situation with uh, with John Fury. I mean we talk about it Spence all the time mm. don't we? We talk about the frailty. Now obviously my background was yeah. football right and obviously me and Spence talk about this stuff every week. Fury called you a bum on a few things and I think some of that's just theatrics isn't it? It's just mm. a basic because he can't call you a bum right? He can call you many things but he can't call you that, right? Because right. that, no, he can't. You know, you don't get to the, have the body of work that you have, fought with you the way that you fought and win the fights that you won and fight the fights that you fought in and get called that. But what do you make? I mean, you, you're a fighter, Carl. We talk about it regularly. This thin skinness that seems to exist, well, you like it because Anthony Joshua got his knickers in a twist yeah. a couple of times when I called him a flat track bully about some of the things that I felt that he hadn't done. Fury's gone off the reservation now banning everybody that even says anything that vaguely he thinks is critical, even if it's interlaced with fair comment yeah. and interlaced with facts. Mm. And now it seems to me that they're all at it. The moment you say anything that isn't praising of them or has some sort of criticism attached to it, boom, the gloves are wrong mm. metaphorically. Yeah. Is that just standard fare for you guys when you're in the sport or is it specific and relatable to Tyson and his gang right now? It's a very good question. And I think the reason we're in the position we're in now with, with Tyson Fury and, and, and his dad and people getting upset, Anthony Joshua, with, with yeah. people's comments mm. is because the times have changed. So if somebody said something about me that was derogatory or negative, it may or may not take up a little bit of a space in the boxing news. Right. Where now if somebody says something critical or analytical, they will be instantly accessible on social media, whether it be Instagram, Twitter mm. on, on one of these talk sport shows already. It, mm. it just gets out there and it's in your face mm. and it's readily available at the push of a button. You're looking at your screen, you're like, he said this 10 minutes ago. So, no, I didn't used to get wind up trying to question, but maybe but, if it was in my face every day, I'd be. But don't, don't you think that the viewer is being slightly sensitive absolutely. about the whole situation? So, like with the dad jumping in as honest. well and jumping on I'm you? I'm being honest with the way I'm answering it. When yeah. people were critical, they used to think, who said that? Well, Jeff Powell's been good to me, but Colin Hart from The Sun, you know, he's, he's had a bit of negativity there. But then you forget about it and nobody else is talking about it. Where now, if you say something, everybody's talking about yeah. it, especially if you're Tyson Fury so, and Anthony Joshua. Mm. So I can't say if it, used to, if it would bother me or not, but I do think that they are oversensitive. You've got to be open to criticism. You've got to be able to take it on the chin and say, OK, that, that's your opinion. That's got to be fair. Not, not, not stupid yeah, but it's always yeah. fair. I mean, you get a load of idiots and trolls on, yeah. on social media. Yeah. You just ignore them. You yeah. push them off the water off a duck's back. But when, you, when it's coming from somebody of, of my standing or your standing, we've got, we're entitled to our opinion. Sure. We should be able to have our say, and they should be able to take it on the chin. If they want to come back with something that's constructive, you go. we'll debate them like yeah. you do. You yeah. debate them. You invite them onto yeah. the channel. I invite them onto my channel. I mean, but this don't happen. They just ban you from going to the show. Cold sport aren't allowed to go to boxing anymore. For me, that's ludicrous. Mm. Listen, question. Where do you think that that Tyson Fury sits in, in, you know, in this current modern era, his CV, where does it sit in this current modern era when you're talking about resumes mm. and, you know, and John was very upset about that. Where do you see him sitting against the likes of Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder and, and these, these current heavyweights? Well, you're only as good as the era that you're sitting in. Yeah. And but it's all CV, about boxing, it's all about time. where does it stack up with the others? It's up there, isn't it, with the top two yeah. or three. 
Yeah. It's definitely but is it the best? Is it the best? Or would you say that Anthony Joshua's CV is better than Tyson Fury's right now? When you go through the list of names, he's probably fought more. If you look, if you look yeah. at box rate, there's probably more green lights and mm. there's more wins versus losses on his record. But the performance against Deontay Wilder was pretty special. Sure. When Wilder was a big gunslinger and he was landing big and knocking everybody out, so that's a good win. Where now a, Deont a Deontay Wilder win isn't that good. If AJ mm. goes in there tomorrow and beats Deontay Wilder, you'll yeah. say, "Well, yeah. what Parker yeah. did to him." Yeah. So it's all about yeah. timing. Yeah. So Tyson Fury does deserve his position in the top three, and if he beats Usyk. If that fight does indeed happen, yeah, then he deserves the top spot for me. But it's but in the current think, era. Because I mean, you make the point, Spence, and I look back on it over the history. But forget Ali era. But then move, yeah. move to the next era above it, because it's an easy go-to of Ali, isn't it? But mm. then you go to Larry Holmes, right? Then you go to Mike Tyson. Then you go on to Lennox Lewis, right? Yeah. And you look at the fighters that those guys fought. Mm. You look. At, I've followed Lennox around the world, watching him fight as in Rackman, watching him fight Evander Holyfield, watching him fight Michael Grant. You forget how many good fighters he boxed. Razor Ruddock, and on, and, right. on and on and on and on. He beat look, fourteen world champions. Well, Lennox this is Lewis. this is my point. And then you look at what Larry Holmes, who got much underrated because he followed the the. Uh, the Muhammad Ali era yeah. and never got the credit that he should have got. Riddick yeah. Bowe, Holofield, yeah. that whole era. And then you look at Tyson and where he mm -hmm. fought, where he yeah. fights TNT and he fights, yeah. you know, Tyrell Biggs and he fights mm. Trevor Burbick and he fights Michael Spinks. Yeah. I personally don't think, with no agenda attached to this, that this generation of heavyweights compares... It's not as competitive. ...to the, what the previous generations that we just... that you were trying to get Carl yeah. to a pine on. Yeah, but do, do you think that now this investment with Saudi Arabia, and we're going to get these guys, like, we're going to go through later on in the show, you go through the list of heavyweights and where yeah. they're all sat right now, you know, you know they'll, they'll all be boxing out in Saudi Arabia. When you look at it and you've got, like, Tyson Fury, um, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, Alexander Rusik, um, you've got Daniel Dubois in the mix out there as well, and you've got these young ones, like Philip Hergovic coming through and, and the others that are coming through. You will see these guys fighting now, I think, because the investment of Saudi because Arabia the will force that. And yeah. I think that that's, that's going to be a big changing of the times. I we're think not we're going through, yet, though, have we? No, but I think we're going through that transition we'll now, Carl. We've seen and Garner, now we've got AJ and Garner. So when are we going yeah. to see these big fights? I think it happens 2024. I do. I, 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 tr I truly do. We'll wait and see them, won't Listen, we? May the 18th, do you think that's a realistic date for, the, for, for these two to get it on? If they both that, want it, potentially. No, yeah. but I think, I know do you think that Tyson Fury's eye will be able to repair by May the 18th. Now, it's tough to say, isn't it, that? He's not being you know, stitched inside, though. Stitched, what, from yeah. what I understand, it's an outside stitch. Durant so, said, it's also 15 weeks. It's not yeah. since it's three months, it's 15, yeah, 15 weeks. weeks. Yeah. Not, not, not 10 or 12 weeks. It's 12 weeks. weeks from the old date, Feb 17. Yeah. So, so in, enough time. Yeah, interestingly, Stitch Duran, who's a top cut man, who you know, mm. he said that that cut is, it's not the vessels, it's the tissue that's torn. Yeah. So he believes that that fight will be able to go ahead. And I think the million dollar question, Cole, is, if he can get through the training, in, you know, mm. without coming out unscathed. Well, how does he get through that? Yeah, so that's going to come down to his desire and how much he wants it. And you've you got to have intense sparring, haven't you, going yeah, to yeah. fight that magnitude. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you protect that? Well, you can wear a head guard with a face protector like I used to wear to right. protect the old bugle. You know, yeah. the old battering ram that I used to walk around <laughs> with on my face and just barge through punches. <laughs> I tell you what, he's your bugle. That looks sensational now, by the way. If you look back on them videos, some thought, of them. Hang on, you never told me. They were talking like a budgie, weren't they? It was like looked all right. All right, Spencer. You know, Juggy is over there. Give him this thing. It was. It was like. You can get pickles out of a jar with his nose. It was like a beak. It was. But anyway, what were what are you saying? What, yeah. were, what were you saying, actually, before the insults flew in? <laughs> oh, I can't remember. How can you get through the sparring? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. How, how will he, yeah, how will he get through Plenty of Vaseline on the eye. He can even patch over the eye. Put... Uh, do you believe we get it, maybe, 18th? I think we have to now, because if we yeah. don't, the Saudi, Saudis are going to get upset. Yeah. And Tyson Fury's credibility is going to go through the floor. He's got, yeah. he's got 12, 15 weeks. I think, I think we'll get this fight. We've now heard that he's got 
five fights in mind. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, do you think we get to see them? Obviously, about a year ago, Carl, he talked about, I've got 10 fights. I'm going to give a pension mm. to my old mate, Derek Chisora. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm yeah. going to do the other, right? That then distilled into something else. And we've obviously had the Saudi phenomenon come on the landscape, and that's changed the direction. Ngannou comes out, he fights him, right? But he's now got five fights on his radar, which is two against Usyk, apparently. One against... Um, two uh, against AJ, two one against, against Ngannou, against Joshua. Okay, and then one against Ngannou. Yeah. What, what do you think to that? And what do you think is likely to be the outcomes of those? Well, there's appetite for all of them fights. Usyk obviously will want that one. The rematch will depend on how the first one goes. If it gets badly beaten out of box, he might just think that's the end of me because I ain't got the, I ain't got the desire or the, the energy to get back in the ring. He's, he's got enough mm -hmm. money to just retire and sit on a desert island for the rest of his life. But mm -hmm. where is he mentally? Mm -hmm. So we move on from the Usyk one. You've got the Anthony Joshua fight. We still want to see Fury AJ, but that, that's based on how the fight goes with AJ and Garner and how AJ does with, how Fury does with, um, with Usyk. Usyk so yeah. potentially two fights with, with Usyk and then two fights with Anthony Joshua. I don't even think we'll get one fight of Anthony Joshua, but he's talking about something that potentially could happen because that's what we want to see. And then the rematch of Garner. And that'll, that'll be dependent on how AJ does with Garner. So there's too many variables and not to mention the names that are involved. The fact that he's talking about having five fights and he's now 35 years old mm -hmm. and he fights once a year. He's going into his four, he's heading towards 40 mm. years old. He struggles mm. to get the weight off. He's up and down mentally. Regardless of what he says, I'll let you some facts and statistics and he's slowing down massively. He used to throw 50 feints around, 50 feints, always throwing feints, light on his feet, fast hands. He throws, doesn't even throw 15 feints. I've sit and watched it and counted and marked it down like a sado, like a geek, like a tech geek. And I've been marking down and watching him He's slowing down. He's on the slide. Right, he's yeah. been on the floor five times in his last 70 rounds of boxing. He's, he's definitely adapted his boxing style in, in recent fights. Going, I think it was at the beginning or the second Wilder fight, you saw a massive change in his style where he holds, holds his feet more, he pushes forward more, where he used to be very light on his feet. And like you say, fainting all the time. Is, is getting hit a lot yeah. more now. And when you start getting hit at that weight, you have problems. I, I believe that... The fight happens. Because everyone applauded that, didn't they? Because everyone yeah. applauded the. F you're, you're saying, boys, that you're saying. Are you saying structurally he's not able to do what he once did before? So he's. he's, no. he's you can't do it. Do you know, like, it's old. like when you look at like it's a young, a young Mayweather to a Mayweather in his late career, you look at it and you go, the, the, the good fighters, they've got that adaptability and they learn to adapt and, and control fights and change fights differently. And like Fury's sort of doing that. He's gone through that transition now where he can't move around on his feet anymore because he is 35 years of age right? of and he carries assets. too much weight. That's one and of his that's big, right. biggest assets. And so now that's, that's why he's getting in these fights. So now he's sitting flat-footed, not throwing right. as many fights, getting hit with more shots. He's getting on for 36 years old. He's getting bigger and heavier. The desire's not there. We saw that in the Netflix show. So has he got five more fights left with these top-level contenders? I'd say no. But... What do you make of the Ngannou? I mean, we've debated this, Spence, haven't we, about yeah. the lack of preparation. If you talk to Frank Warren, he spits feathers at you about the fact that he was ready mm. for that fight. And I looked at that fight, uh, and watching you guys go in a ring, you in recent times, and you and I have discussed the pre preparation and the way that you felt towards George Groves, right, mm. in, the, in other environments, yeah. and what you wanted to do to him, and how you wanted to put your fist through his face, and what your glove felt mm. like, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But the intensity was there, yeah. right? I watched the Fury um, Ngannou fight. I saw no intensity mm. in Fury. And that, to me, is a lack of preparation mentally. Yeah. Is that what you saw? Because yeah. others are saying, and Fury has it himself, I wasn't, he doesn't give himself an excuse. Yeah. I, I prepared for this fight properly. I was ready for this fight. Everything about me was ready for this fight. I just got caught, and that's the end of that discussion. For me, that wasn't the scenario. I'm not to argue with a fellow because it's his own mind, it's his own mouth. Yeah. 
Yeah. But looking from the outside, your eyes don't betray you. He's calling in Francis all week. Yeah. He's not had a bad word to say about him. He's praising where the kid comes from and the challenges that he's overcome. He gets in the ring. There's none of that looking across the ring like he did at John T. Wilder, calling him a yeah. and what he was yeah. going to do to him. Yeah. It was all very easy ozy. Yeah. Did, did you see it that way? From my point of view, if I'm fighting and defending a world title against somebody like Mikel Kessler, yeah. and then all of a sudden, seven, eight weeks beforehand, they say, right, you're not fighting Mikel Kessler anymore. You're fighting this MMA fighter. Yeah. He's actually retired from MMA. So what would you? And he's like? never boxed him. He's never boxed in his life. I'd be thinking, bloody, I've got a right easy touch. Yeah. Steady. I don't need to spar as hard. Would you be feeling that like, me? I could get humiliated no, if, if I get. If I no, get caught, you I just think like this so is an easy. Think, this is an easy fight in my from, head. From, from, from a fighter's point of view, you need to have that fear factor to switch you on. Yeah. So you can do all the training you want. You can say you're training. His not body the, told you he hadn't trained as So it's how you I mean, the, the bigger fear. I mean, again, you boys have done it, so I can only I can only speak about it. But the fear of embarrassment isn't that. Isn't that, that, isn't that a spur? Not because he believed that he go look. Listen, when, when you're a fighter, if you're his head, someone, if you're his head, if yeah. you think it's a mismatch, you're not thinking about getting embarrassed. You're thinking this is going to be easy. Listen, it's you look at his easy. body, and you can tell that he it. hadn't trained the way that he was meant to. He's made that mistake. That. It switched off. I think. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he turned up 100% prepared. Maybe well, that's what I think. physically, but mentally, I don't know. think it would have been impossible yeah. mentally to, to turn up correctly prepared for somebody who's making his professional debut. You'd be thinking to yourself, this is easy. Look at what happened to, to Conor McGregor against Floyd Mayweather. You'd be looking at going, Mayweather played with around, him. Didn't he? Played with him. Yeah. Took him out when he wanted to take him out. So I think Tyson Fury... is it different than the heavyweights though? Because these guys have got the no, ability to just let one go. No. Conor shouldn't have been getting near the WBC no. heavyweight champ. Yeah. So does, that mean, does that mean, in your boys' views, that really and truly, he ain't going to get anywhere near Anthony Joshua? I think he'll be he'll be better in the rematch. Yeah, and Garner and Garner might really struggle to get close to AJ if if AJ yeah, opts yeah. to box and move and use the art of pugilism to its right. best. The, the you know the skills well, look, he's got. AJ now now knows what he's going into, so it's not that course, unknown, yeah. is it? So he's seen Ngannou, so now he will be switched on because he knows that yeah. you know if Ngannou gets in the pocket, he is dangerous and he can clip him. So AJ will box very clever. He'll keep it tight. He'll keep yeah. it long, and I think he'll just break him down. But Ngannou could get close, mm. could get on his chest, back him up. So he means business from round one. AJ might think, oh dear, what's going on here? And Garner's big and strong, mm. big, heavy yeah, and strong. Yeah. And if you've seen him in the mixed martial arts, you've seen him in the, mm. in the cage, mm -hmm. he can fight. And he's good at standing yeah. up and fighting. And he showed he's got a good distance and timing. It's a really interesting fight, AJ and Garner. I expect it, AJ to outbox him. Yeah. And if it, but but if it went wrong, be. I wouldn't be surprised. It's got credibility in it. If he, yeah. if it, it does it, now. Yeah. I mean, if you went into the octagon, either one of you two, you, you and your time, Spence, and you and yours, you would you you'd have expected to have gotten beaten pretty comprehensively pretty quickly, wouldn't you? Well, once to start kicking you in the legs yeah. and yeah. start getting close to you and taking you on the ground, I think you'd bang in trouble if you're. Because I, I spoke to Leon Edwards, who's the welterweight but UFC, it's, it's, and, it, and, and they're like, "Murder yeah. you guys! If you yeah. got knocked, it wouldn't last around." Yeah. Right? Is it a bit of an embarrassment then that the other way around that these guys can get in your in your place of business and well, seem to be occupying really, a bit some, of precedence? Someone like Ngannou who's a striker in what, in what he does anyway. So yeah, he's good at grappling, he's good, he's strong, he's got a low sense of gravity where he can, he's physically really strong. So he, he's worked on the wrestling side of things. But he's a good striker as well. So like, he, like you know, he does, he does a bit of boxing and whatnot. So some of the UFC guys are better strikers than they are grappling, grappling than they are strikers. But the point, well, I don't think so, this yeah. is a mismatch. As much as so, mismatch as people think, especially Tony Bellew, because he helps on about like, you haven't got a chance, no way, no chance, that's it, fight over, box it in a cage, no chance. I'm like, two arms and two legs. The geese are smaller well, than question. me. I don't, in, in my own mind, I don't think it's such a mismatch. So when Conor McGregor fought Mayweather, it was a mismatch because mm, McGregor can only right. use his hands and he's got a stand up and he's not a boxer. And Mayweather is a fantastic one, one of the best of ever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you put Mayweather then in a the cage. Mm. Does that all of a sudden become a total mismatch and Conor McGregor takes him out? 
I'd say no. Because yeah. I think Mayweather could sit back behind his jab, still time him with a, car, a right hand, have a look at the feet and try and... Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see it, to yeah. know, for sure. But mm. I don't think it's a one-sided whooping. Yeah. But maybe yeah, I'm you do. Maybe I'm stupid. No, yeah, I think because uh, they do the well, UFC think, guys. Think, they get think, you in there. Pff, I think end the of UFC guys have got a much better chance if the boxer goes into the, into the into the cage as opposed that's, to that's them point. coming yeah. into the ring. Well, without yeah, that's a doubt, what I think. About, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. What I'm saying is the boxer goes in there. I think the UFC guys takes him out every time because he's quick on his feet, and he'll take as soon as they take your legs away, you're done. You're thinking like in the boxing ring, you have just you're just striking on. I'm a bad example because I used to do a bit of karate in my time. Got a yeah, few moves. So oh, okay. all right. Kobe's all right. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm all right. I like a roll around on the cobbles as well. I reckon I'd be all right in there. You drew. Think yeah. You would, yeah. I what mean, about, I might be yeah. delusional. But what about know. the rest of the heavyweights? Obviously, we've now got. We, we were discussing it off air before we came on about the opportunity. Oh, we're actually discussing it now in, in terms of the context of what you said earlier on about the landscape. We of the comparison of generations and who fought who and who didn't. Right. And now we we think, I think, that the Saudis are going to open the door. And with the newfound love in between Eddie and Frank, they're all going to find solutions to all the problems they couldn't find before. And obviously, we've got this list of heavyweights out there and what we think they're going to be doing. I mean, we've discussed Anthony, but we can go into a bit more depth about AJ. We've obviously got AJ, we've got Daniel Dubois, who was recently, he was yeah. calling out Philip Hergovich, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, we've got Zhili Zhang, who's been made into a superstar by Joe Joyce's performances against him. We've got Parker, we've got Hargovich, and we've yeah. got Joe Joyce. Yeah. I mean, this landscape is interesting. What do you expect, you boys, to I, see from these guys over the ensuing year? I think other than Daniel Dubois, I just think they're all getting on a little bit. So they're all nearing towards the end of the career. Joe Joyce is about done, isn't it? Yeah. Anthony Joshua's Parker's heading 35. So Parker's 31, but he's got a lot of miles on the clock. Yeah. But he's, yeah. he's boxing better. So Parker's mm -hmm. still in the mix. But I just think with Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, I just think, I mean, Joe Joyce, is, I don't know if he's finished yet, but he's about, he's about ready to hang on up, I think. I know he's coming back and he's going to continue what? fighting, but I don't think there's many fights left Should with the top hang, three. Hang on, I, think, what, I mean, what you think, because the two, the two damaging fights he had against Zili Zhang, you think Joe Joyce is well, his biggest tantamount to being done? I think his biggest attribute, his biggest asset, was the ability to take a punch, punch. and now that's virtually gone. Right. It appears to be gone. Yeah. Maybe it might not be, we'll see in his next fight, but if that goes, it's game over. They'll, listen, they'll throw him back in the mix, and I think with all the names that you've mentioned there, Simon, I think that you'll get, because the Saudis seem to be very interested in those heavyweights, I think we'll get like a Super League where you're getting them all boxing each other, and you'll right. see them coming through, and then we've obviously got the undisputed going on, and then that you've got this little... This little four-way fight thing going on with Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Usyk, and Garnu in there as well, and I think that once the winner of that comes through, you're going to get the winner of that, and it's just that's what you're going to get. You're going to get like a little Super League. Do you out think? There. Um, do you think? I mean, obviously the old AJ fan club over there probably does, but do you think Anthony's going to win another world title, Carl? Potentially, yes. But it's, if Is that look, based upon the opportunities that in terms well, of where he gets maybe, to fight? Maybe the IBF, if it becomes vacant, Hergovic is talking about fighting it. I think he's probably a bit too big for Hergovic. Maybe, maybe not too big, but just a bit... He's better than Hergovic. So he's got a chance there. Mm. Um, Joseph Parker is, is hanging around now and he's, he might get his shot and end up picking a title up. Um, what about... What, and when Tyson Fury hangs the gloves... Hold, up, hold on a minute. Yeah, yeah, what about if he boxes Tyson Fury now? If he goes, AJ. AJ boxes Fury now. I don't, that fight's too far away from me. And I don't. No, think no, but what I'm, I'm just saying he's saying can he win another world title? I'm saying yeah. if that fight was made, hmm. say if like say let's let's say that like Tyson Fury does come through yeah. against Usyk, AJ comes through against Ngannou. Yeah. Turkey Al Sheikh said that he wanted the winner versus the yeah. winner. Say we do get that fight in between yeah, the if we do get rematch. Fight, yeah. If we do, who, who would win that? I'd, I'd make Tyson Fury the favourite. What a huge favourite. Um, do you think AJ, not AJ's as, got a not shot? Not as huge a favourite as I, mm. I did six months ago before he fought yeah. Ngannou, but still still a favourite. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anthony Joshua's I, not been in there with the. You the, seeing more? I, see, I think AJ. I think AJ. Go, I think AJ wins that fight. Are you seeing more from him, Carl? I mean, I not, can't draw that assessment based on his last four fights. You can only go on. Fights. Yeah, but you can only go on like sort of last when you go on last performances. I go AJ. What Otto, AJ, Otto yeah, Wallin? No, but yeah, but he's, it, like it's all about the psychological stuff yeah. of AJ, and I think that it's about that confidence and having that confidence yeah. in his own ability. And I think we're seeing that, and I think he's going to gain a lot more as well from Ngannou. Is they're going to be comparing Ngannou versus yeah. Tyson Fury? We don't know exactly, you know, what Fury's going to turn up if he does turn up on Radiate because the rumours circulating from the training camps, well, he was not sparring well. That's what we were hearing, mm. you know, and I know they're only rumours and I only know they're circulating, but what I'm saying is if you look at that and you look at the performance that he put in against Ngannou, then you hear that the training's maybe not going as well as expected. You know, yeah. I, I think you look at that and you go, might be about, you know what it's like, Cole, it's timing. You it know? is, and, it is. And AJ, AJ seems to be getting, AJ, starting to get if better. If AJ fights Tyson Fury next, I think Tyson Fury wins. I think yeah. he turns up better prepared than when he fought and Garner. And if, if AJ fights Alexander Usyk, then we know what happens. Mm. He can't beat Usyk. Got close, yeah. though, didn't he, in the second fight? It was fight. close, but Usyk, when, when it got close, Usyk was able to step it up mm. and take over. Mm. He always fights within himself, always wins the round, just nicks him. And if he's in a close round, watch his next round, what happens? He opens up a can of whoop Are you seeing more in Anthony Joshua? I mean, the question was about after the Franklin fights mm. and Hellenius, that, in fairness to Hellenius, Hellenius didn't come really to fight in the same no. way he fought to Otto Wallin, did he? Yeah. But against, the, against Otto Wallin uh, in December, you know, you and I spoke again somewhere else about yeah. the lights potentially going out on Anthony Joshua yeah. and not having the preparedness yeah. to get in range and do things that it, ta it takes you to win a fight, going to dark yeah. places, right? Yeah. Do you see anything different in... I mean, people turn around and say, you've got a bit of a f problem with AJ because of Rob McCracken. Yeah, not at all. You know, yeah. and there's a bit I of... I don't care less who they'll, they'll have me believe that you're deeply envious of them all. <laughs> um, but do you see anything more in Anthony in terms of his lights-on attitude and, and, and the preparedness to go where it takes than you've seen in previous fights. Yeah, I think the Otto Valin fight for me showed that he was um, confident with going on his front foot, yeah. confident of throwing more than one and two punches because he put the odd two or three punch combinations together. But I thought Otto Valin was awful. Mm. I just didn't think he was good. He looked scared, mm. he was on his back foot, he was shying away from punches. Is that not because he made him look that way? Potentially. But how good, how good is he made Lucien Booty look like nothing? Yeah, but how good is Otto Valin? I mean, look at his record and look at who he's beat and look at what's. I mean, AJ did a, did what he had to do, but you yeah. need to see him in with someone who comes to got, win. You I need to see him in with a Hergovic. I think you have to play him, pay him props. So in you can only beat what's put in front of you. Absolutely. The manner that he done that, you just go right. He's ticked the boxes that you're looking for from what you've wanted to see yeah. from Anthony Joshua. Yeah, yes. It's yes. going to be interesting over the next twelve. He's months on the rise. Sure. He's on the mend. He's looking better than than. Can you get it back? The argument's always been you can't get it back. Once the pilot yeah. has gone out, you can't get it back mm. on again. Maybe you can. can you get it back? We need can. to see somebody stick it on him. No one yeah. stuck it on him. Yeah, and ask the mm. question afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone yeah. puts it on him. Like Ngannou might put it on him. Mm. If, he, if he puts in a good performance against Ngannou and comes through a little bit of adversity, I'd yeah. say, you know what? He AJ's back. This is great. It, yeah. and, and be excited. Yeah. There's, no, there's no agenda. Yeah. I want to do well. I mean, he's done, isn't he? Wilder? I feel like Wilder's done, yeah. He's been on the Wilder is 100% done. Yeah. Like that performance yeah. he put in, that wasn't just a bad night. That was a guy that you're looking at and you go, the fight has left you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Have you heard of that ceremony, the, um, the, the ayahuasca ceremony, which makes your body release a chemical called dimethyltryptamine, known as DMT? Once you've been on that ayahuasca ceremony, you've done that DMT, you're a different person. You have a spiritual awakening. You're not a killer anymore. He went from talking about putting people in body bags, didn't he? He's talking about putting people in body bags, like, you know, to saying how happy he was and how pleased he was to be. We go, like you say, I think that for. 
for Wilder, that was what it was all about. That 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 yeah. killer instinct, that that killer mindset. That was that one against definitely Barker. left him. Yeah, he was just happy to be there and happy yeah. to be a part of it. And so unless he gets that back, he's bad in trouble. Done, yeah. yeah. He didn't look mm. like he was punching very hard. No. His legs looked skinnier than usual. He didn't look like he wanted he to just, punch. He just doesn't look like that stuff. fighting machine. And that may be because of the way Tyson Fury dragged him through three fights. Yeah, that's I mean, right. it takes a lot out of you. Of course it does. You leave a piece mm. of you in that ring every time. Yeah. I mean, looks. I mean, obviously the fight against Elenius was a. A one put, a one round knockout. Mm. So you can't you can't, really tell, take, can you can't you? get into that. Yeah. What about Daniel? What about Dubois? I mean, obviously, a lot of people have made observations about him that mm -hmm. that there's an element of swallow in him in terms of he didn't have the preparedness to fight back against Usyk in the ninth round. Yeah. Didn't didn't jump on Usyk when he had a chance when Usyk was yeah. clearly damaged. Um, and obviously, it goes all the way back to the Joe Joyce fight. And yeah. you know, and people made, I think, slightly unfair observations because he was badly damaged, yeah. wasn't he? Broken ice. But he's yeah. now he's now. A pe you know, appear appeared to have redeemed himself. I was impressed with against Jerome Miller. Was you? Yeah, I was, yeah, because Jerome Miller came, he gave him a jab talk at the press conference yeah. on the way in. He was pushing him Gave everybody the He's big and strong, yeah. and he has a go. Yeah. And at times, um, Daniel Dubois was outboxing him, yeah. but then he had to meet him as he came, staying close with him, mm. shove him off and, and not get bullied and pushed back. And it, it was an intense... I, was it, did it go 12 rounds? Yeah, it went 12. Yeah. That, no, that yeah, was an intense... They stopped him in the 11th. But well, it I was tell intense you for Daniel Dubois. Yeah. Sorry to stop you, yeah. but it was intense for Daniel Dubois. Mm. And I saw a lot in that fight and yeah. a lot in his character that he took from maybe maybe taking a knee against Dusik. Mm. Mm. A good experience against one of yeah. the best in the business. Yeah. He's only 20, what, 25, 26? Yeah. I think, yeah. he's, got a, he's got a bright yeah. career. Does he win a world future. title? Potentially, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think he does. Yeah. I think that the pluses for him is he's teamed up with Don Charles, who's got great experience as Derek Chisora's old trainer. Don's, you know, boxed mm. or trained people at that level. And he's a good, good coach. And I think he picked him up a lot there, Daniel. And you look at Daniel's performance there after two rounds against Miller. He's there and I'm looking at him. And when he walked back to that corner in that second round, he, like, he, was, yeah. he was gassing. Yeah. Mm. He was gassing right now. The old Daniel Dubois would have started doubting himself yeah, and asking himself questions, but the corner done the, corner done a good job with him. Yeah, it was nervous energy, but he was he managed to pull himself through that. And you look at that and you go for a young kid and you, what is he? Yeah, like you say, 26. You look at him and you go improving massively. I think mm -hmm. yeah, he can definitely go on and win a world title. I thought that was a solid performance against. I agree. Know, I agree. I, I was yeah. impressed that he came through some moments there where he did. When you do question yourself, where you sit down on that stall after round four and you think I'm blowing here. The guy keeps mm -hmm. coming, his leg mm -hmm. shots go. If you're unsure of yourself and you don't really want it and you, 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 don't, you haven't got that belief, then there's times there where you fold, you go out and you go into your shell and you get outboxed yeah. or you get stopped. But he, didn't, he, he met fire with fire. And show, OK, he's in against Jarrell Miller. So put it into perspective. But still, questions were asked and he answered them yeah. to, the, to, the, to the tune where I said, you know what, he could do something in the future. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Talking about questions. 
there is an endless array of questions surrounding Connor Ben mm. and what's going on with him. Um, obviously, from the position that he finds himself in to how well that's been handled and what the mistakes he should have, whether he should have taken the punishment early and got it out of the way. But obviously, now there's a lot of noise and a lot of juice. That's the wrong expression, really, in terms of Conor Ben. <laughs> a lot of attention uh, around Conor Ben. Um, he fights Pete Dobson last week. The question sort of half popped out of our mouths, didn't it? Where's the power gone? Yeah. Kind of, without yeah. you know trying to be too arsehole clever. It, he's been linked now to Tank Davis. Yeah. He's been linked to Devin Manny Haney. Pacquiao and yeah. Devon Haney. And I like Conor. I like him as a bloke, and I'd like to find him, him find a way to clear himself if he can. But is he at these levels to be in the conversation with these sort of fighters? You're talking about Javante Davis's boxes at 135, like Conor Ben's up at 147. It's not really realistic. I, I, I get that what they're trying to do, and they're trying to keep his name relevant and everything else. They're calling out Devin Haney, who's down at 140. Like, I, I think that Conor needs to focus on his weight division Fighters in, in his weight, you know, you've got people there. If he wants to call out these big names, call David out Abedition. Boots Ennis. Yeah. Call out Jerome Boots Ennis. You know, yeah. like this guy's the, what is he, the IBF champ or something, undefeated. Mm. He's the name, the one they're the big talking about. If you want to call out these names, call, you know, call, call people like that out. You've got Terence Crawford, call Terence Crawford out. Right. I don't think that calling Javante Davis gives you, gains you any sort of So what's of he doing then? I, don't, I really don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. He's mentioned Crawford, he's mentioned Devon Haynett. Yeah. To me, they're mismatches. Yeah, right. he wants to stay well away from them. Yeah, I would have thought he's, so, not, yeah. he's not ready for that level. Yeah. Boxing's about levels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now to call out Javante Davis, if Javante Davis, with his ability and punching power and the way he pound for pound, if you like, weight yeah. divisions aside, that also is a mismatch. Mm -hmm. But it's clever for Conor Ben to mention Javante Davis's mm -hmm. name because boxing has weight divisions for a reason. Mm -hmm. Javante Davis yeah. is two weight divisions below him. What is he? One three five. Yeah, one three five. And he's yeah. been up at one sixty. Um, has he been up at 160, Conor Ben? Well, so I'm talking, about, I'm talking about going up. Yeah, yeah. They were talking about him going at 157 against he's been up at Eubank Jr. He he 157. He was 154 in his fight previous, his first yeah. comeback fight. Yeah. Yeah. He boxed at 154 and then people were he's doubting probably got the ability, He's probably got the ability to go up to middleweight, which is 160. But let's just say he's 154. He's still two weight divisions above Javante Davis. So it's a smart move. But it could still be disastrous for him because Javante Davis is at that level that's prepared, that's mm. competed at elite mm. level mm. for many years. When I started sparring uh, at the Lennox Lewis College in Clapton, I jumped in with a guy called Wayne Alexander, mm. who was a middleweight. He won the ABAs and I did. Yeah. Did he? Won the yeah, ABAs. Same year. And he was British champion. And I was still learning my craft, and it was too much for me, I'll be honest. This is a light middleweight British heavy champion, handed. heavy hands, pushing me around the ring, hitting me with shots. I'm thinking, bloody hell, is this what it's like? And then you spar for two or three months, you get used to it, you see him in the gym, and then you, you, you're customised to that. Then it was um, Howard Eastman, the Battersea yeah, Bomber, yeah. who fought, Eastman, fought yeah. William Joppy and um, Bernard Hopkins. Mm. He, he fell short. I mean, yeah. he chucked the William Joppy fight away, Hop yeah. Um, yeah. Howard Eastman. Yeah. But Good then fight, I started strong. sparring with him, and I thinking, bloody hell, welcome to the pros. Big right hand on my chin. I, didn't, I wasn't wobble, <laughs> but I felt the shots. And then you get used to it. And you, you go through these, these periods of transition, and then you take better fights mm -hmm. and harder fights. And then you find yourself in the ring with Jean Pascal. And you're ready for it because yeah. you've won the British, you've won the Commonwealth, you've, you've stepped around European level before stepping up. Conor Ben. I love it, it still, always comes back to Carl, doesn't no, it? No, but I'm using it as an example. Yeah, but he's using it as an example to, to the level. I can only compare what I've done. It's always going to go there. It wasn't a relevant example. It's always going to find a way to wheedle it in. You've got to talk about the Cobra. You've got the Cobra in to talk about But it's a good example, isn't it? It's a good example because. You step up through the levels, and Conor Ben is of a level which, for yeah. me, is, is a beginner pro level. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? He's not at that level. He's not right? at the yeah, British well, title. He's not at the we, Commonwealth. We've been in with some. We've been with Samuel Vargas. He's been in with Formella. He's been in with Chris Algieri. Algieri, yeah, the one yeah. round knockout. Yeah. 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 So, so these are yeah, decent fighters, Al, aren't they? They're on their way down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And all I'm saying is, when you call Terence Crawford and Devon Haney and Javante Davis, yeah, you're being silly. What you wish for? Yeah. I rate him for backing himself. Yeah. It's a bit like it's a bit like John Fury calling you out there, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. But let's just say Conor Ben really believed in himself and he's backing himself for that. You've got to give him praise for that, and I admire that. And I'd love him to go in there and poor performance on and say, F off to you lot. See mm. what I've just done. Mm. I've just either lost on a close point decision or I've just beaten one of these top guys because he's frustrated. He's fuming. He wants to get in there and show the world what he's got. But he just needs to be careful what he wishes for. What do you think is going to be brought on? What do you think is going to happen there? Well, he's got, he's he's got, got his hearing, hearing, I, got his yeah. hearing this mm. month. Yeah, I mean, I saw Robert Smith at the... Um, Boetsi Aziz fight because yeah. I, I, he told us last time around that the hearing for Connor was in January. Yeah. Right. Because I was saying to him, well, "When's this kid going to get his hearing?" Yeah. For Christ's sakes, yeah, yeah. you know. And he said January. And then when I saw him at the, at the Boetsi fight, he said it's in February because the mm. reasons why it's been delayed is because Connor Ben has been over training States, for this fight yeah. in Las Vegas. Yeah. But I mean, how do you see this playing out for Connor? Well, listen, it, it, it's, it's all down to what evidence he can present, isn't it? I think that's where it is. And if he can't present the evidence, then he's got to face the ban and I think that's what it is because he's not got his British Boxing Board of Control licence they can't ban him because he doesn't hold the licence he, mm. he voluntarily gave, gave that up no but they'll stop everyone that's, that's got a British Boxing Board of Control licence for fighting him yeah. and training I mean, him and sparring with him if he's innocent like he says he's innocent he's always pleaded he's innocent and although those two tests say that he's not he has to present that evidence, and if he doesn't, put aside, Simon, if he cops to the, but if, if, what, if, what does he, what does he expect people to think? I get it, right? But let's just say, move aside the argument that, that, that he gets banned or he doesn't get banned. Let's say they're given right. the, the circumstances are what they are, and they, they come down on him and they ban him for six months because ultimately he's had eighteen months of sort of yeah. treading limbo, right? And they, they do it that way. Do you think Conor Ben sort of backdate it? Yeah, find a way around it. Like, yeah. did, like to be fair, like did Tyson it's, Fury. Yeah. It's coming up right. two years in March, I think. Right. Con so this, let's, let's say yeah. that happens. And Canelo Alvarez. And Canelo Alvarez. And Roy Jones and, Jr. And Povetkin, and we go on. Yeah. Right? Tyson Fury. Right. And yeah. So he needs his day in front of the board, and then we'll get a decision. And then, but, and then he can move on with his career. But then once let's say he, he gets some sort of ban or he gets cleared, right? Mm. Do you see Conor Ben winning a world title? Um, based upon what you've seen so far. Depending on. Well, weight yeah, class, yeah, potentially. Well, well, potentially, I think he's good enough. Yeah. He's certainly got that that mindset yeah. and that heart and desire, and he wants to he wants he wants to put the hard work in. He wants it, so he'll put the hard work in. He'll put the training in. He's got the back end. He's got the he's got the promotional machine behind him. He's a grafter. That's, that's absolutely, for sure. and that, a, yeah. that's sometimes enough to win a world yeah, title. Absolutely, if the guy that's the world champion isn't an absolute monster like mm. some of them are in that division. But I think his time will Timing. come, yeah. and I think he has got he has got the ability yeah. to win by a world way, title. Where's Billy Joe Saunders, by the way? He's supposed to be fighting a light heavyweight yeah, in Christmas, no, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he, yeah. I, I don't know if that comeback's ever going to happen. Isn't it all you can eat buffet, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Kell Brook, you want to see him back? No. No? No, Kell Brook's fragile. No, I don't want to yeah. see Kell back either. Physically no. and mentally fragile now. I mean, when I say mentally, he can't have any confidence. I know it was a great win against Amir Khan. Mm. I, 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 I was That's there two that years night. ago now, isn't it? And it was great. But yes. with his injured cheekbones, injured cheekbones, where he is with himself in terms of his head. You, you, when you have a year out of the ring, it's mm. too long to then come back at any kind of level. He's had, what's he had out now, a couple of years? The problem with Kel Brook is he's coming back for the wrong reasons. He's coming back because he's looking to find something he can't find yeah. any direction in life. And I think that that's where Kel's at. And so he goes, right, let's get back in the boxing ring because that gives me some yeah, sort of focus. It's sad, it's a shame, really. He's got his wife and kids, yeah. he's got children. Yeah. And, and he, 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 for me, he was a great, yeah. great athlete. He was a great top athlete. fighter, top boxer. Great athlete. What about... Um, pivoting out of um, those areas of Connor and so on and so forth into Anthony Yard. I like Anthony Yard. 
Um, I really like him as a fighter. I mean, you, good performance you, you, at the weekend. You think that he gets better in the loss against Better Beer, don't you? I think he gets better in, in, in every loss that he's had against Kovalev. I think he went, you know, he had that opportunity in the eighth round. Yeah. He went for it. He rolled the dice, gassed himself a little bit, inexperienced, let it was him 11, down. Wasn't it? it was late in the uh, fight, though, wasn't it? No, I thought it was in the eleventh round he had a chance against Kovalev. No, I think it was in the eighth. It was eight if he got stopped oh, in the eleventh. Right. Yeah. So then, you, you know, you fast forward, he goes back to the drawing board. I think on Sunday he's doing a great job with him. He never had a big amateur pedigree. And he gets his be uh, chance to get be better Beav. And I think that he put in an unbelievable performance. When you look at the Callum Smith performance against Better Beav now, you look at that and go, he done well there. Better Beav got uh, better. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is, was it he got better? Or was it that just that Yard um, was better than what we give him credit for? I think Anthony Yard's emerged as... He's possibly number one hip light heavyweight in out there right now. I think he's a really good talented fighter and he's a world class mm. sort of fringe level operator. I don't think he's good enough. We saw it against Peturbiev or better be mm -hmm. and then we saw it against Kovalev, who was actually yeah. near the end of his career, Kovalev, because yeah. he, he, he was finished, wasn't he? Not finished, but he was coming to the he end. Was past his, but he had already lost to Andre Ward in that one. Was it after the Andre Ward loss? So uh, I feel like he was Andre Ward. Who's he ever beaten? Yeah, but he, he kind of quit against Andre Ward. Cover. I know he got hit with low blows. <laughs> he's, he's such a, I'm just going to ignore. Such a clown. I'm just going to ignore. Yeah, I know. Right? But that Andre one Ward go. beat Kovalev, and, <laughs> but not taking anything away from Anthony Yard. Anthony Yard, for me, is a top-level fighter, and he'll give any of them a really good fight. Unfortunately, so, he came up against Better Be Ever, who's a monster puncher. Yeah. You put Anthony Yard in with Callum Smith. Yeah. I think did, Yard did, beats did, Callum Smith. Here's the next question. It leads on to this question because this is the fight. That, that, that I think is going to happen next. I think both camps want to make it. I think Ben wants to make it a boxer, and I think Frank wants to make it, and George wants to make it um, from Queensbury. Boatsy. Yeah, great fight. That, that, I mean, that's the one that's being spoken about. But this is the point. To to this is what I'm leading towards. In setting up the argument around Anthony Yard's performance on Saturday, which was a credible performance, got rid of yeah. the fella. Yeah. You know, did a good job. Yeah, yeah. Was, looked slick, didn't he? Yeah, he looked yeah. very good. Good body shots, good finish. But now we're talking about potentially, and I think that's the preference, because the argument was that, that perhaps they're going to put Callum Smith in yeah. against Boetzi. Well, Boetzi looked good against... I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be Yard, yeah. Boetzi. Yeah. Boetzi looked really that... good against Dan Aziz for me, yeah. and he finished strong. I know there was a slip on the canvas, but he was letting the shots go, and he was yeah. finishing strong. After being under the Kosh a little bit from round eight, nine, and Dan Aziz was fancying the job and getting mm. closer to him mm. and connecting with some shots. But mm. Boatz has got that. What's he won a bronze medal in the Olympics? Yeah, extra and, and, and and he's, he's developing now to a good fighter. He's starting to back Who himself. Who wins that fight then? Um, Anthony Arboatz. It's a really good fight. That. Yeah, I think it's so a good too. fight. It's a close one. It's a great and fight. And it's just it's just how good is Boatz? He looked good mm. against Dan Aziz, but there's levels. Isn't Listen, there? look, look at that performance that he had when he had he had a great fight, didn't he, with mm. um, Craig Richards yeah. in 2022. He come through that fight. It yeah. was, he won on a unanimous decision, but it was yeah. a great ding-dong. But you look at what Craig Richards has gone on to, and, and done, yeah. and he pushed Bibble all the way mm. and whatnot. Craig Richards is an underestimated fighter. And you look at it and you go, you know what, Boatsy can fight. Yeah. He's a decent fighter. Yeah, Don't you say, I think it's one fight. of those. I sparred him. It could come down too cold with that one. At that amateur pedigree and that, mm, you know, what be. he's got there, could that, could, that. that could play a massive, massive, well, it will massive do. significance it will do. on who it will wins do. this fight. Because Yard doesn't have that experience. Mm. And I think that could be the... That, that could if be that the, fight's made next, between the two. Joshua Boatsy and Anthony Yard, I'd have to make, just on paper and just from what I've seen and what I know about the game, which is a little bit, I'd have to make Yard the slight favourite. But I wouldn't be... But I wouldn't Even be, based upon the fact that you believe that amateur credentials are a big yeah, part of it. Yeah, the amateur credentials are there, but... All top amateurs don't transcend into and yeah. make, make no, good no, pros. No, I understand that. So Yard and his experience and the, the way he, he's been at, the yeah. way he believes in himself and his stylistically is awkward. Yeah, he's getting he's, better, isn't he, Anthony? Yeah. I just think, but yeah. but Boatz could go in there, start catching him, start backing him up, start getting to him, and and force yeah. a stoppage. But I think the smart money and the very slight favourite for me is Anthony Yard. Mm. But what a great fight! Yeah.
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Part. What do you reckon on um, Ben Whitaker then? I mean, a lot. I mean, I saw Ben last week, and he's a very nice kid out of the ring. A lot of people get a lot of nonsense about what they think people in the ring do, um, and he's gained a lot of attention. And everywhere you go, people want to talk to him now. And I think you should watch out for that a little bit because he'll get too carried away with it if people don't manage him properly. But I think they will. But you, you saw, you, you commented on the fight, didn't you? You commented on the Boetsy yeah. fight, so you'd have been there for the Ben Whitaker fight against Khalid. I mean, what do you make of him? I think he's um, supremely talented. Yeah. Was he Olympic silver medalist? It was, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he didn't want it either. He's the one that said, because when he, got, when he came away from it going, I don't want a silver. It's yeah, the first yeah, loser. Yeah. loser. That's what I felt. I quite I like that. Yeah, I won the bronze yeah. medal in the, yeah. and I, I don't even Back know where it, again, I've got yeah. it somewhere. Yeah. I don't even know where it is. And I'm not being disrespectful to any medals other than the gold. But mm -hmm. for me, it's representative. It's significant right? losing. That means I lost. I've got bronze because I got beat. Yeah. So I'm not really interested. And I feel the same about silver, even though it's a little bit shinier. Yeah. So Ben Whitaker's got you that like same silver No, it's, I've got the same problem, mate. My silver's been in the draw 25 years. Don't look at it. Not no interested. Good. No good to you. What's well, the sec second's the first loser, isn't it? Like you know, yeah, I mean, it's it not, is. you don't feel like if if I'd been told before I went out to the games yeah. that I was going to get a silver, I would have I would have been like elated. I would have been jumping yeah, around doing it, some yeah. sorts. But, but when you get when beat you in the semi-final, no, the final, final course, yeah. And then I've got to listen to the Australian national anthem, and I'm standing in the ring, and it's like it's all a little bit sore. What's that for? You got silver, did you? Yeah, silver for Robbie Peden. I've got a guy called Robbie Peden. And did what was that in? In the Commonwealth's ninety-four. How did you manage that? It's just a good fight, wasn't it? Decent, wasn't it? Uh, didn't know that. Trip down, a trip down amnesia. It's all inspiration, mate. I mean, the omen. Yeah, I used to love watching you, mate, as a pro. I really did. So, to um, answer your question, Ben Whitaker for me is a. Is a you'd have to get the last word. I you do that. Ben Whitaker. He's a fantastic talent. I yeah. like him. I enjoy yeah. the showboat, the showmanship. I love it. I was, I was inspired by Prince Nassim Hamad when I was retired from amateur boxing. I got back into boxing at 19 watching Prince Nassim Hamid mm. and Roy Jones Jr. Mainly yeah. Hamid, but the, the Sugar Ray Leonard, Roy Jones Jr. That kind of the ability to be able to land shots, yeah. have a little bit of a show off and then put a combination together. And, and Muhammad Ali, like years before mm. then, they had that showmanship. And Ben Whitaker is levelled up, isn't he? I mean, yeah. what is he, light heavyweight and he's putting on these, these dancers while he's performing. I know. He annoys the referee because he threw a bit of a backhand and he turned around, which you can't do. Yeah. And the I crowd... the referee practised that in the mirror, though, not he? Some of the crowd boo it, some cheer it. As he steps up, We'll see. I hope he keeps the flair. I hope yeah. he keeps that showmanship. Yeah. Even if it's just a little bit. Even if it's just the way he swaggers around the ring in between his, his work. He needs to be careful, but you compare that, that, that win last Saturday. That, I mean, was, a, that it, was a good it, win. And it yeah. was a good, it solid was. performance. Yeah. Was, he's a tough guy who put, put, took down his ease eight rounds. That's Not right. long ago, actually. Yeah. He's a tough, durable guy. And I think that he's punch awareness, Bennett. Uh, ben Whitaker's is incredible. Yeah. He just sees and gets out of the yeah. way of it. Like you say, the showmanship. Reflexes of a know, cap. Yeah. We, we we live in a world. He's an entertainer, and we live in that yeah. world. And I think that I think what's got better reflexes, a cat or a cobra? <laughs> a cat. I a saw cat. a video the other day yeah. of a cobra. Always land on their feet. No, the cobra yeah. was it struck the cat, and it was in slow mo, and the cat was like, "Get out of my way!" A little shoulder roll. What, right. you, what, what videos are you watching? Someone sent it me. God, it was a cat and a cobra. The dark web. Okay. The only thing that can do the cobra is the is okay. the mongoose. The mongoose gets the cobra. <laughs> But no, the, the, the cat So if you was in a ring with Ben Whitaker and he was doing, well, you'd say, we well, couldn't do it to me, right? But <laughs> if he was doing it, Good right? impression, though. <laughs> Is that what I sound like? Well, you sounded like John Fury then. <laughs> Listen, I was like, man. I'm not, I, didn't have, I didn't have the skill or the ability or the natural talent to be able to sit outside of range of somebody like Ben Whitaker and try and match him right. and outbox him. I'd have had to get close to him, close the gap, lean on him, get hold of him, bully him, back him up. Andre Durrell against me, being as yeah. you're talking about me, 
too fast, too much skill. Olympic, was he Olympic bronze or silver medalist? First fight in the Super Six. I think I bullied him. I backed him up, got hold of him, ragdolled him, chucked him on the floor, told him what I was going to do to him in the clinchers, and just hurt him and bent his but arm. And that's what you'd have to do to Ben Whitaker. But psychologically, does it? I mean, as a fighter, would you go, you piss taker? Does it? Or do you just get on with it when someone's got to get on with it? You just get on with it. Yeah, it's not gonna, that's not going to come yeah. into it. Like him, him taking a piss like that is the last thing on your mind. Right. It's, more about closing it, the gap. Because everyone's to get... getting offended on behalf of fighters, aren't they? Because all these people, like yeah. when I sat with Noel Gallagher, because yeah. you know, was sitting with me because you interviewed yeah. him afterwards, and he was yeah. getting, all getting a bit offended by the fact that, uh, yeah. well, do you know what? It's, yeah. it's entertainment. It's, it's what it is. It's what we're here for. Yeah. And if you it's get someone to do that, and ultimately it's up to the fighter in the ring to deal with it, right? What, yeah. yeah, exactly. And what happened with but Ben Whitaker? The fighter in the ring doesn't get, feel like he's getting That's humiliated. That's no, the he's question. getting on with yeah. it. All he's thinking about is closing that gap. And I think to, I he's do. just getting more frustrated. I disagree with that a little bit. I do think you he's do, getting more you frustrated. feel a little bit humiliated, a little bit. Right. So have you been humiliated in the ring before? Because you've seen like the ultimate, haven't you, with Roberto Duran and Sugar Ray yeah, Dagger with no mass. No right? mass, you give up. That's frustration. That's not humiliation. That's more frustration. Just shut up a minute. Just shut up a little bit. I was sparring with a guy. Back to me. I was sparring with a guy called Louis Garcia from right. Cuba, in Ireland, from my first world title fight. And he was doing things like arms down, tapping his foot, hitting him with an uppercut, running rings around me. And I was sparring, and I was a little bit embarrassed. I was a bit humiliated. And I was thinking, <laughs> this is winding me up now. What is he doing? And then the next round, the next round, as you, as you the next spar, should I say, you get a bit closer to him. You start to make him breathe over. You start to tie him down, start to work him around the body. And you, you get to him. But if I'd have fought somebody like that in a boxing ring in the, in, 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 with the crowds, uh, that would have really pissed me off and wound me mm. up. I, I wouldn't have liked it. But it depends on your personality and your character. Yeah. If you no. feel like somebody's humiliating you. But anyone who fights Ben Whitaker now, they know what they're getting in with. They know that's part of his game. Yeah. And, um, and they price I'm, it into their I'm all in with it. I enjoy it. I think it's good. So he'll, he'll, come yeah. to, he'll be in a position soon, if, if he wins a British title or goes up yeah. to the European level, sort of that, where everybody, t most people will turn up to watch him get beat. Yeah. Yeah. They'll just want to see him lose. But yeah. that will create... Yeah. A massive interest. Yeah, yeah, become the villain, definitely. Yeah. But he's a nice boy. He wins he's a world nice title. I, agree, I was going to yeah. say, he wins, wins a world, world title. title. Yeah. I believe, I yeah. think so, yeah. yeah talented. Yeah. Talented. Yeah. Fast yeah. hands, fast reflexes, big puncher, amateur pedigree. World titles on the wall, mate. Mm. Mm. What did you make of um, Hamza Shiraz this weekend? Obviously, he was out against Liam Williams. We saw Liam Williams in recent times being in against high levels. Was he in against yeah. Eubank Jr., wasn't he? Andrade as well. Um, he and Andrade. Andrade. Yeah. yeah. But gets absolutely blown away. I'm impressed. In the first round. I'm impressed with Hamza Shiraz. Uh, oh, yeah? He's at 160 now. Yeah. And he's looking like he can punch hard. He believed, yeah. but I've got my reservations on Liam Williams' ability to now take even a jab. Mm -hmm. Right. And he, he took a shot, then he took yeah. another little shot, and his legs were gone. I don't think Liam Williams should be fighting anymore. We well, saw it against Chris Eubank Jr. when he hit him with yeah. a shot. Yeah. He flattened him. Right. So yeah. Shiraz, back in Shiraz right, really good, great prospect, potential real bright future yeah. ahead of him. But it's hard to draw judgment just based on what I saw the weekend. Yeah, I think Williams... Because he did get... He, he had real trouble against Bradley Skeet, them. didn't he, Hamza Shiraz? Yeah, he did. You know, I know he it's did. a particular bugbear of mine because mm. the problems that hit but Since Bradley moving up to middleweight, I think you look at Shiraz, he's had, what's he had, five fights at middleweight. I think one... He's ended four of them inside two rounds and the last and one of them went five rounds, I believe. But I just think that's his weight. He's found his weight. He's tall, isn't he? Yeah. Rangy. But, like, there's a, there's a Thomas Hearns type look about him. Like, where he's tall and skinny, but right. he's got a real solid look. Yeah, he's a special talent. Yeah, I think he wins it. a world title as well. Yeah. And every really now and again, somebody comes he's a through. Special talent. Someone comes through from that from that from that level and the stand out, and you go, yeah, yeah. you know what? He's special. Mm, he's special. special, and he's that's him. Yeah, he stands out, doesn't he, from the mm. rest? I think. Who's he's got... the British middleweight champion at the moment? Is it Nathan Heaney or someone? What yeah, middleweight? It, yeah, yeah, middleweight Nathan Heaney. Sure. I believe it is. Well, like you know, if you look well, at that, imagine. you look at Shiraz. And you just go to him, where well, does he I mean, go? Talking about Chris Eubank Jr., by the way. With well, him, that's right what now. I was going to say. I mean, yeah. for, I mean you know, your mate Frank will match him well, though, won't he? Yeah. Yeah. He'll definitely get matched up. Well. And, and he should do. Yeah. You, need, you need to be matched up correctly. 
But you also need to take the risk Do you think he beats Eubank Jr. now? Who, Hamza Shiraz? Yeah. Um... I just think he's too inactive, isn't he, Junior? Well, it's, t- it's time. Junior, yeah. what is he, 35 yeah, now? Because he got well, wiped out by Liam Smith. Yeah. I know he won the rematch, but yeah. I just, I've got my question marks over you, Mike Junior. Right. He's, he's a bit of a, mm. bit of a celebrity fighter, yeah. and he's not, for me, he's not serious about boxing. Mm. So, yeah, I think I'd make Shiraz the favourite going into that. I think Shiraz, the star, was born on Saturday night. I think that hit. Yeah, yeah I really do. Yeah. Yeah. But you, um, uh, the fight between um, Devin Haney and Ryan Garcia is being made. Yeah. Obviously, we saw, I think you were quite critical, weren't you? about Garcia, you couldn't quite understand yeah. what he did in the, uh, Davis, in the tape, Davis fight Davis. where he, he didn't seem to want to get himself back into it. And off the canvas. first time he's been in any kind of trouble, yeah. and fair play to him, he's in against Devin Haney and he's getting yeah. caught, but that body shot, he sort of waited until the ref got to nine, then he jumped he Against Davis. Against Javante Davis. Yeah, against yeah. Davis. Oh, did yeah. I say Haney? So, yeah. Yeah. so against Javante Davis with that body shot, I just, I think I wanted to see more from him. He'd have learned from that, but to jump in with someone like Devin Haney now, I think Haney's like, because of the weight division, is Listen, Cole, you know fighters. It's really hard they prospect get hit for him. Shots like that, body shots like that. You looked at Ryan Garcia when he was on the floor and he was looking at the referee. Mm. He weren't rolling around the no, floor, mate. He, he could have easily point, rose against yeah. Garcia, point, um, yeah. Davis. He could have yeah. easily rose. Left a huge question mark over his... Yeah. Over his desire, really, and yeah. you know his, yeah. his ability to yeah. really be able to bite yeah. down his gum shield. Exactly. I think that was a big concern for me. I think he goes in a massive underdog against uh, Devin Haney. Yeah, and the body shot, like you, like you've just said there, like Matthew Macklin got hit with a body shot by Gennady Golovkin, mm-hmm. and I know Macklin is tough, he's right, he's of him quite a lot as well. Yeah. That body shot hurt him. Apparently, he'd done a couple of his ribs, but you could mm. see he couldn't breathe. He was rolling around mm. on the floor in agony, like it wants to With get Garcia up. But it's was not going to. Garcia was on his knee having a look. Look at the ref. Then he stood up as soon as the ref waved it mm. off. Then he was strolling around the ring like, glad, glad it was over. Mm. For me, that's not the right attitude. So what does that mean about him? Is he, he's, he's not all he's made up to be? Listen, he's, well, he's, just, uh, just that when you have to look, you're going to use you as an example again you know, if you, use, you look at the Cobra and you think like that, that will to just stick in there, like when he boxed Jermaine Taylor, his first defence yeah. against Taylor out in the States. I watched that and you yesterday. Go, like, you know what I mean? He's picked himself up. You went down in the third round. Is that right, the third round? Yeah. You're floored in the you third know. and he just come back there and he was battering you for rounds, weren't he? He, he was, was getting you in there, but you just stuck at it and then you patted him. Yeah. Basically, you turned it around. Absolutely. Last round. But what I'm saying is that there were times in that fight where you could have gone, I'm could have done. Swallowed, yeah. I'm done. And got, uh, not no, me, but, not me, but anyone else. No, yeah, but I'm saying, but no, what I'm saying is there was times when you could have, you showed your mental strength and Absolutely. character. Absolutely. And, and Garcia um, didn't do that. Right. No. Didn't have the fortitude no, for it. Nah. What did you make of Tiafimo Lopez over the weekend? Bit frustrating of a, night, wasn't bit it? Bit of a running job, wasn't it? Yeah, it was frustrating his back night. foot running, mm. guy was trying to get to him. Oh, hang on, no, his opponent was running. Mm. Yeah, so, his opponent so, was running, yeah, he was but he was frustrated. And, and Lopez All was geez. like, just thought to himself, you know what, I'm going to win this, even though it's close. If somebody's not engaging and you think you're winning the round, you're just like, well, I'm going to just, just win that. And he's already questioned how much he gets paid and how he wants to get paid more. Mm. And he's a big star and he deserves mm. better. So why take a risk? Why try and get yourself in punching range? So yeah. he did what he had to do to win. Didn't look spectacular, but he is a spectacular fighter. So yeah. I think, you know. I think out in the States, like, out in the States, they like aggression. They like fighters that are aggressive. And, they, and I think the scorecards reflected that because Ortiz, you know, a lot of people felt that, you know, you look online, a lot of people felt Ortiz won that fight. You go, but out there and where they was at, and he was, he was against Tiafimo. Like he's trying to rip those titles and you mm. look at that and they go, you're too negative, mate. You're being too yeah. negative. And so when you're watching it visually, yes, it was a close fight, but you're not going to take the champion's titles from boxing like that. You've got to stick in there yeah. and give it a little go. I think that was, that was the problem. You can't land the odd jab, can you? 
No, and, and that's what he was doing. He was, trying, he was trying to nick it. You can't, and you can't do that. As, as much, if someone scored it and you said, well, actually, he's won that round because he's landed mm. seven jabs and he's only landed one right mm. hand. Yeah, but he's backing them up. Yeah, mm. but how are we scoring it? And say, well, he's the champ. He's running. He don't deserve to win mm. the title. Yeah. And he yeah, probably yeah. shouldn't be like that. But the three judges sit there and yeah. say, what's he doing? Yeah. yeah. And that's what happened there. Right. That's it. This is a bit like that uh, episode where Frank Warren and uh, Eddie Hearn are sitting around, everyone's admiring one another, being nice to one another. No jeopardy. Let's, I'll give them a bit. But we're not stick. getting the dough that they're getting out of it. It's no, exactly. we've been so <laughs> pleasant. But you've got all the dough, though, so like, perhaps, yeah. you know. Give it a footballer, didn't I? Huh? Right, that's it for episode 60. Um, we hope to have Carl back in the future, but given we're paying him by the words, we can't afford him. <laughs> See you next time we're out. Well done, boys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 